Hello, this is Alex Hicken with the Hicken Bros Podcast. This is the second attempt. Hey, invited you as a follower. See you finally get notifications. Hey, finally. Are you, are you getting it? Did you get it, Troy? I'll messenger it on messenger. I understand. I click into it and nothing happens. Um. Okay, Trevor, try the link on I sent you on messenger. No. There's only Facebook Messenger. There's no Instagram Messenger. Do you not have Messenger? Yeah, I think the app doesn't work that way. Should I use the Android phone? I think. Why would it not work on the Why would it not work on the uh? I don't know. Look, I open it up. Oh, I finally worked. There you are. Say daddy. Invite to speak. Okay, we got it working. Can you hear me, Jerry? Are you ready? Yeah, I want to uh, share this uh, link everywhere to see if we can have some participation from our audience. Are you going to share it anywhere? Uh, just on Twitter. Okay, so on Messenger, I have the link. Uh, what? Messenger, have the link. No, what? Cancel. Oh, that's the. How come it's not? Maybe it's going straight to my spam or something. Why is it not going? Fine, I'll just handwrite it in. Okay, it should be it. Okay, now it's ready. Okay, ready? No, it's not ready. <laughs> just skip it for tonight. Why? I don't know, it seems like it's taking just as long as the podcast itself. Well,
Can you text me what I sent you on Messenger? No. Uh, over my Google Voice number? What? No, I can't. Can't even do anything with the text. You can't just copy the the messenger thing that I send you. Oh, on messenger, I thought you talking about the thingy. Yeah, send me it over Google Voice. Or yeah, my Google Voice number. Thank you. You won't be coming back. What the? Uh, uh, what? Nothing. A story. Okay, let's see. Where did we share? Share it. There. Uh, well, I'm gonna go take a nap. <laughs> <laughs> There, 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 there. Okay, Trevor. Hmm, weird. Okay, I shared it. Okay, now let's sign into my computer again so I could record the podcast. Okay, ready, Trevor? Yeah, been ready. Okay. So, I will, uh, yeah, regular, press record when I say click. Ready? Oh, sorry, I took a nap. Okay, back. Plug my phone is at two percent. My laptop's up to twenty percent. Okay. Ready, Alex? You do your thing, and I'll click when you say that. <laughs> okay. Three, two, one, click. Hi. This is Alex Hicken with the Hicken Bros Podcast. We're finally launching season four. Uh, 
Yesterday we tried to uh, figure out how to live stream on, on video, but we're still trying to figure that out. <laughs> it's a little hard for us. But uh, we did test out the app um, Green Room. It's made by Spotify and still live streaming. So if you join the conversation, we could you could participate and ask questions about the topics that we'll talk about. Or at the end, you could just raise your hand and join the conversation and hang out for a little bit. But yeah. Um, season four, the new feature making season four the new season is that it will be live streamed and we have chosen to use Green Room. Mainly because they will easily send us an MP3 of the call. Um, yeah, so how's your week, Trevor? Uh, my week uh, been swimming. Uh, a lot of shorty days this week, so I've uh, dove into looking at Game Boy Advance games, vintage games, obviously. It's been like 19 years since those uh, games were the current generation. So you could say it's uh, retro gaming now. Um, yeah, so I have a Game Boy Advance on its way, but on Facebook Marketplace. And I was looking at a couple games I wanted to play, like Metroid Fusion, uh, alongside of the Battle Network games. But it's yeah. kind of hard to find anything that's cheap but authentic. There's a big uh, market for reproductions. People might call it fakes. Reproduction cards are basically like homemade or third-party-made cartridges with the uh, the ROM of the games and they are not originals so to me I'm not really into those I'd rather have a original um, yeah and then uh, so yeah the market's like 75 to 95 dollars per cartridge so it's pretty crazy Yeah, um, Alex and I uh, explored a little uh, Digimon card game. It's a mix between, what would you say, Duel Masters and Pokemon? Yeah, I think the main thing that's unique is that they have this, like, memory dynamic. 
it's kind of like a hard drive maybe <laughs> you could only do so many things um, there is each player has 10 memory and you could go negative memory and once you go negative it's the next person's turn so uh, yeah so it kind of regulates the pace a little bit you could go aggressive and go like 10 or 12 you, you can't go 10 negative but if you have like 4 memory then you go negative 12 or something you, you won't be negative 12 it'd be negative 8 but you could still um, create a powerful monster <laughs> and yeah so the pace you can't I like kind of like that idea because the pace can't be like too fast and one person can't be like too aggressive it's kind of moderate by this memory dynamic I think that's the most uh, original idea of the card game. Yeah, the mechanic is like a balancing, so one person can't just do a one-turn combo. It's indestructible. They can't get past, or it just does eight thousand damage, like Yu-Gi-Oh would be. So yeah, it's kind of cool. Like the art style, well, not art style, the card style, just how it's formatted and pretty easy to understand. Yeah. Um, speaking about Pokemon, uh, I came across these plushies that were announced for Japan with uh, Snorlax and Gengar's Gigantamax forms. Alex had never heard of Gigantamax nor Alex before, so it's basically he has like a tree and a bunch of things growing on him because he's so big. Yeah, I think it's kind of weird. Maybe he ate like some seed and it started growing out of him or something. <laughs> it's kind of weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so that's uh, what I've been up to. Uh, get to the main news. Um, I guess uh, OnePlus is in the news again. I guess all news is good publicity. Uh, OnePlus 9 series has been accused of throttling the performance in popular apps. Uh I think it was around 300 of them. Not like this is the first time we've heard of this. Apple's done it before to, quote, save on battery life. Uh, OnePlus cited the same uh, reasoning. I haven't noticed any uh, throttling of any kind of app usage, maybe because I'm not using the right apps. Um. But in doing so and finding this and Tutu, one of the more reputable, well, not and Tutu Geek Bench, uh, 
removed him from the bench mark list as a form of for benchmark manipulation. Um, yeah, I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, it's kind of weird because if they're doing what Apple is doing, Apple sh- their phones should all be banned also. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, I don't really care. I'm going to get the... Um, Pixel 6, which is also leaked out, uh, John Prosser, the final details of what everything is. It's going to have a 5,000 power battery, so it's going to be gigantic. Um, and the 50 megapixel main, I want to say that's the telephoto lens, and then a 30 megapixel, I want to say, wide angle, and then a 3 megapixel whatever the third is, probably a macro or something. Um, yeah, so he feels, and I feel like they are also pulling all the stops this time, actually trying. Yeah. yeah the Pixel so, 6 looks uh, pretty innovative and edgy. Looks like something uh, looks retro. in 2021. <laughs> it's a retro future. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and that's uh, what I had today in the Android side of things. Yeah, I have a couple of topics. My first topic... It's kind of related to what I talked about in the test session that we had on the green room. I talked about the 5G on the T-Mobile network. Um, The topic was suggested by an audience member named uh, Tyson. Uh, Yeah, so... T-Mobile is collaborating with this company called Halo. And Halo is kind of have to do with the driverless cars. It's uh, not autonomous or self-driving. But this company has a business similar to uh, um, Car2Go or those um, ride-sharing businesses like Zipcar, I think that's a company, where you could share cars with people. Have you heard of any of those businesses, Trevor? Um, I've seen those scooters that people can drive around and then you just drop them off somewhere and then someone can come up and use it. Yeah, it's kind of like that, but with cars. And it's kind of inconvenient. A car to drive found that the biggest issue is that when somebody looked into the app to find a car, the car would be like three miles away or two miles away or something. And they couldn't use it because they'd have to walk 40 minutes to get there and then drive. 
and uh, what this uh, collaboration does with Halo and T-Mobile is that Halo will have remote drivers um, drive the car to anybody that summons a car <laughs> and they could just take that car and drive to wherever they need to go and they could just walk away from the car and the car will drive to the next customer <laughs> with, by a remote driver. Hmm. I don't yeah. see how that has anything to do with uh, 5G. Yeah, it uh, kind of has to do with 5G. The vice president of advanced and emerging technologies actually said that the car could, will actually work fine on LTE, <laughs> 4G internet. Yeah, uh, 5G. 5, yeah, but, but 5G is uh, giving it... Uh, good latency for drivers. The The main issue with the switching to 4G internet is that um, the transition between the two internets could be a little... There may be a delay or something in the feed for the drivers that are remote. And that's the main danger. But they could drive with 4G or 5G. So <laughs> they're trying to sell this as a 5G uh, technology, but they don't really need 5G. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Halo is starting the service later this year in Las Vegas, and they're going to start with five cars pretty conservative, I think. Las Vegas is pretty big in transport uh, technologies. Yeah, so. Las Vegas is kind of crazy also, so it would be kind of hard to navigate anyways. Yeah. 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 I Somehow I got the free, like, rental driving thing with I think with car to go when I was in Portland and I looked up where the cars are at and I didn't use it because it's so inconvenient but yeah I would use this if it's if they offer me a test drive and they drive up this car I think it'd be cool they say that the range is a uh, 260 miles, that's the furthest you could drive. And another cool thing is that they said that the car could run all day long and still have 50 miles left. So they're not worried about the car running out of batteries someplace. Running on batteries? Is it an electric EV or a hybrid? I don't know. 
I think it's electric vehicles. They didn't say anything about gas or anything. The the price for the service, they say it's going to be really competitive and affordable. So, yeah, for those people that don't own a car or don't care to own a car, but they still want to drive in the Las Vegas area, <laughs> this uh, could be a good option for you. Yeah, um, as long as the system can navigate well with the uh, 4G, then it's uh, good. Or 5G. Yeah, I think this is yeah. a kind of a good twist on the autonomous vehicle industry. It's kind of like weaning people into it. <laughs> um, people want to want to, it's a way to get the technology um, kind of immediately. Halo did say that they are planning to have some autonomous vehicle, uh, autonomous features in their cars, but they're still developing that. Right now, they're re relying on remote drivers. Cool. Uh, hopefully, it costs about nothing to get it started. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, I have. A uh, whole lot, nothing to talk about. Also, um, the company Nothing uh, finally announced something uh, besides just an announcement for an announcement. Um, they said their debut earbuds is going to be $100 and it's going to be a true wireless headset with ANC. ANC is uh, audio noise cancellation. Um, I'm not excited. I'm gonna get one of these. They somehow uh, have the price so low. Active noise cancellation. Mm. They're probably subsidizing it or something. Um, but they look really nice because they're transparent. They look like there's nothing in you. So yeah, did you, uh, I heard you say something about debut yo. Did you say anything like? I don't know. Maybe I debuts the earbuds. Oh, earbuds! I heard you, you bud, or something. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yep, that's the. So, are you thing. having any issues with your uh, um, OnePlus buds? Nope. I just want to support nothing, so. <laughs> Sounds good. Well, I got an update 
from a company that I kind of follow. It's called Klein Vision. I think about maybe six or seven months ago, I talked about Klein Vision having their like first proof of concept flight with their flying car. They call it the air car. Uh, I don't know why it took so long, but it seems like they're showing that this car could be flown about... uh, It's about maybe 70 miles? Um, They drove from this... No, they flew. (laughs) They flew this car. This car looks so cool. It's like a sports car, but it has wings. It's kind of a transforming car. When you go into airplane mode, the wings come out from the back and like deploys to become like a plane. And this plane flew from the Nitra airport in Slovakia and landed in the Bratislava airport. And this uh, plane was flying at 115 miles an hour and the flight was 35 minutes. Wow. Yeah, I think that's pretty cool. If you want to go maybe to, I don't know what the arrangements would be, but there's some more local airports that you might be able to fly from, maybe like Monterey. Monterey has kind of a small airport that you might be able to fly from. Maybe you fly over to another smaller airport maybe in the Silicon Valley someplace. And you could save a lot of time. (laughs) Um, The the writer of the article said that it was incredible how fuss-free and well normal the entire operation looked. It just drove into the airport, flew out of the airport after deploying the wings and arrived at the airport and just (laughs) drove out into the other city like it was normal. (laughs) Um, Do you need a uh, pilot's license or a driver's license for this? Well, I bet you need both. Um, <laughs> I think this car is not, it's not like autonomous or anything where you're like assisted as a normal person. You probably have to have pretty good skills to fly this car. Um, no autopilot? Yeah. Well, they, they might have autopilot. I don't know. But it's pretty cool. It says the founder of the company, her name's 
Step and Klein flew the plane, and he said this. This flight starts a new era in dual transportation vehicles. It opens up a new category of transportation and returns to the freedom originally attributed to cars back to the individual. Mm. Yeah, so I hear that people, a lot of people in Alaska has airplanes. So if if you're in Alaska and maybe you have a plane already, but it's a little inconvenient because you have to have a car someplace where you land at. I don't know how that works for them, but if you have a plane, you just fly out of your... I don't know if they have their own local airport or have it just on their little land maybe but if you land someplace you turn your car and turn your plane back into a car and just drive out it Mm -hmm. may fit to some of these rural lifestyles that have planes yeah um, it'd be nice to just fly across where you might not have a way to get over, maybe, like, over, if you don't want to go to the Bay Bridge or something, just fly over on the side. Um, my last topic is about, uh... I think I might have talked about this. I'm not sure. But it's a new type of space explosion, 10 times more energetic than a supernova. Um, So it's only recently that neutron star merges with the only way heavy elements like zinc, heavier than zinc, could be produced. Um... And these are uh, using the rem- remnants of two massive stars in a binary system. And they figured out and research saying that the, they know that the heavy elements uh, soon after the, uh, the Big Bang um, had passed, not enough time had passed for neutron star mergers to even occur. So, where did these heavy elements come from? A massive explosion, they're calling a magnetorotation maneuver. Um, This is from the discovery of an ancient star called the SMSS, a 2003-1142 in the Milky Way's hollow. Halo? Yeah. Um, it's a roughly spherical uh, that surrounds the galaxy. And it's a source for heavy elements uh, such as uranium and possibly gold. Um, 
and they say it's probably not from a neutron star merger that these elements were created, uh, but through collapse and explosion of a rapidly spinning star with a strong magnetic field about 25 times that of the sun. Um, but uh, there was a recent neutron star merger that was a source of heavy elements that they would call a kilonova. Mm-hmm. But this is, I feel like, even more bigger than that because it's a magnoid rotational hypernova. <laughs> uh, so this SMSS J2003-1142 was first observed in Australia, and then again a couple of years ago in September using the uh, telescope in the European Southern Observatory in Chile. Um, they this chemical composition and revealed that it's roughly the iron content's roughly 3,000 times lower than the sun's so it's uh, chemically prim- primitive um, and the elements were probably produced by a single parent star just after the Big Bang And they say they can kind of tell, reveal the nature and properties of its parent star from the elements found, like nitro, nitrogen, uh, zinc, and including europium and uranium. And uh, so the high neutron, the nitrogen levels in this star, the SMSS, J2003-1142 had a rapid rotation and high zinc levels, which indicate that the explosion was about 10 times of a normal supernova, which means it would have been a hypernova. Um, yeah. Um, Yeah, the heavy elements uh, indicate that it the star was produced as a result of early supernova uh, Therefore, provided the first evidence that magnetic rotational hypernovas exist, uh, events and the events are a source of heavy elements alongside neutron star mergers. And then it goes on, talks about neutron star mergers. Um, but they say that the magnetorum rotational hypernovae model not only provides a better fit to the data, but explains the composition of the SMSS J2003-1142 through a single event. It could be neutron star mergers, together with it in like a union and I could explain all the heavy elements in the Milky Way. Yeah. Hmm. 
so yeah, that's uh, the crazy astrophysics news I have. So was this near us? Are you explaining? Mm. Okay. <laughs> well, there's, you say there's this supernova 10 times, or there's a kilonova 10 times more powerful than a supernova because it will add more... Um, rare materials, maybe? <laughs> like zinc and... Uh, it provided... produced more heavy elements, but um, this one, uh, they call it uh, magnetorotational hypernova because the mass is 25 times that of the sun and has a strong magnetic field rapidly spinning. Um, it seems like it collapsed or something and exploded. Maybe it just collapsed upon itself like an implosion. Um, that's how it created all this uh, heavy elements they listed like uh, europium uranium, uh, nitrogen, and zinc. And you said this was near the Milky Way, or may be a reason why the Milky Way has these heavy elements? Um, they said it might have produced it. could be one of the um, first things that happened after the Big Bang. Yeah, so all these things he uh, observed all happened like light years away. So it's probably been like trillions of years ago or something. Yeah, I don't think it has to affect our galaxy. <laughs> yeah, it's not affecting our current galaxy. It's just saying how our galaxy's composition is, you know. Yeah. Hmm. That's cool. Yeah, this episode may be more simple than others because we are expecting to have more people on the podcast, like Nick and Kyler, but they're unavailable. Uh, yeah. Nick said, no, Kyler said that he has Tuesday, no, Wednesdays and Thursdays off, so we'll, we, I think we should record on Wednesdays so he won't feel pressured to like, prepare for work on Friday. So, what do you think about that, Trevor? Sounds good, as long as he uh, doesn't become busy doing whatever he does. Um, yeah, he doesn't have to record every week if he doesn't want to. What was I saying? You're thinking? Oh, um, yeah, we recorded it earlier this week in the green room first test. So uh, it's kind of like complimentary to that. So if you listen to both of them, it would be like a four-episode 
Yeah, that's another reason why we don't have as much topics as usual. <laughs> um, yeah, I was listening to the audio, and it seems like it was cracking up of this um, live stream session. So, yeah, that's going yeah. to be the quality of you the later show. <laughs> we will wait for the podcast if you want the standard quality yeah the we are recording this on separate computers with the, our mics so we'll have our same quality for the very Hicken bros podcast so yeah yeah so it seems people not listen to that mm-hmm. <laughs> I was just being uh, dumb um, because in the green room no one jumped in to listen to us <laughs> yeah so uh, hopefully next week we'll have more uh, publicity so we can have random people, maybe even people that usually listen to us come and join. Um, yeah, it was kind of nice to use this knowing that it is possible to have a live audio stream. I'm still figuring out. I watched a couple of videos of OBS. It's not as hard as I thought. It's just it's like Learning any software like Photoshop or Illustrator just is so much. You can't just figure it out by yourself. You'd have like a whole arm Like there should be a OB like program for the program in high school or college. Uh, so uh, did you? Uh... Did you learn why it was like zoomed in so much when you tried it that one time? Um, uh, the virtual uh, camera. I figured out that there's a plugin you can start with. It's an NDI um, plugin. You just have to kind of like what I did with the um, another program with Alex. It's the same style, but. You don't have a weird watermark that's taking up half your screen and a uh, voiceover saying, this is a demo every five seconds. So. <laughs> yeah. These people want their money. Yeah, $600. Mm. Yeah. All right. I guess that's all we vote. Okay. Yeah, I'll talk to you later. Hasta luego. Bye. I'm going to call episode two because sure. (laughs) You, uh, you did that before a little bit to mess with me. <laughs> no, because there is an episode before that.
Yeah, kind of. Yeah, this green room stuff, it seems okay. But when I publish the, it, I think the quality of it, maybe half of what you said on about the supernovas is kind of choppy. And what you were exp explaining about that one uh, live streaming app is all chopped up too. But I think uh, it's kind of like a temporary technology until we figure out live streaming on video. Yeah, yeah. The, I think the opportunity to collaborate with our audience and maybe answer the questions or have them participate in the topics if they have questions. I think that'd be cool. Mm-hmm. So did you export the audio? Uh, three, two, one. Okay. It's probably going to go to your spam, so. Is the message we sent? Cool. Oh, I don't. I could plug in my phone to get the internet. Did I tell you that? I think I told you, but. Even though I have my data turned off on my phone, my Pine phone, if I plug it in, it'll receive internet like it's Ethernet. Yeah, it's a technology Android and things that I can do. Oh, well. I'm going, so I will see you guys later. You're done. Yeah, I'm leaving. Okay, later.